Hello, you're listening to Taz Wansborough on Art Matters and today we're talking to Pauline O'Shaughnessy-Dowling and we're at the Mechanics Institute. Now you might hear me refer to Pauline O'Shaughnessy-Dowling as POD, which is a friendly term, but also she goes by the name POD with POD Design. Mm, I do. Yes. It's, it's an acronym. Pauline O'Shaughnessy Dowling Pod. Pod. Mm. Sometimes affectionately <laughs> known by me as Potteroo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'll try and stay professional. Um, Pod is here at the Ballarat Mechanics Institute doing an artist residency. Mm. So tell me a bit about that, Pauline. Well, um, we're currently sitting in the reading room at the um, Ballarat Mechanics Institute where my desk is mm. that um, very luscious old beautiful historic desk that it is yeah. with its leather inlay yeah it's beautiful mm. so when I come in on my artist residency day this is my desk to work from so I feel very lucky to be able to work here it's gorgeous mm. but yes um, Amy Silamanis um, is the curator here at the BMI at the Ballarat Mechanics Institute and um She's been sort of toying with the idea for a while of having an, uh, somebody do an artist residency here and she, she ran the idea past me a little while ago about, you know, whether I thought I'd be interested in doing something like that. So I said that I, I would. I think it's quite a new thing for the BMI. I'm not sure that they've had an artist in residence here before. I'm pretty sure they haven't. So, uh, yeah, she asked me if I'd work with her while she's curating... Um, some of the collection here and um, work on some community days and help her with a few little jobs that she wants to do around the place and it's it's oh well it's it's a few months long it's um, I'll be here until the end of April so four months in total so Mm, mm. yeah it's a really nice opportunity yeah absolutely and um, from just my experience of uh being here as a visitor this morning to to explore what you're up to as an artist in residence, it's it's certainly already um, in these early stages bringing forth quite a lot of conversation amongst the visitors here, um, just inquiring about your personal practice as mm. an artist, mm. um, and you know I think it will be a, a very interesting thing to see an artist's uh, perspective and interpretation of this library. So I guess for for people um, who have not been into this space, the Mechanics Institute, it doesn't necessarily with the name relate to to what the place is in modern terms or language. How would you describe what the Mechanics Institute is? Well, I suppose Mechanics Institutes were originally set up, um, we were talking about that before off Mm. air, they were originally set up as um, a place to hold, you know, books and magazines and information for the general public to access. They were set up, um, you know, back in the early, um, you know, when... when uh, uh, Australia was, you know, first settled by Europeans. They started setting up these establishments to um, sort of feed the community culturally, mm. um, not unlike, you know, the the remit of an art gallery for um, places to go for for workers and families and people to go um, as a you know contrast to their workday life. Somewhere that people could go to learn or to read or to partake in some kind of cultural activity. 
Um, and and certainly in hindsight, this um, I guess can be viewed as a very normal activity to do. But it, at the time, in a way, it's almost quite a radically socially democratic thing to do, yeah, isn't it? Because indeed. Australia was almost a, a new frontier. It, Absolutely, we'll acknowledge not for everybody. There was certainly a lack of equality for women and mm. and for First Nations people, but certainly um, for, I guess, new Australians and, and for settlers who had come from European nations where there was a very much a class society mm. happening, mm. this um, newfound wealth and, and ability to, to be able to be someone from any walk of life mm. Um, to come into a place like a mechanics institute and have access to newspapers from all over the world, have access to um, textbooks about mm. social sciences, mm. history and geography, world mm. history, which I'm just looking at the um, the titles of the book sections around here and, and have that democratic ex- access um, to information around the room. It was quite radical, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and as you're right. Yeah. Like, not everyone had access to education or, or, you know, the time or ability to be able to, um, you know, spend money on books and, and education, that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, it was, you know, those sort of movements were really important to the to the development of society as we know it today, and we can see the results of that. You know, we're surrounded by by information and books and, and um, you know, there's evidence of real cultural pursuits here, isn't there, Certainly. that's been transported to the goldfields of Ballarat. And I think we were mentioning before too that, um, you know, it's a, it's a similar way to the Art Gallery of Ballarat was set up, that there were people with the means and the ability to give back to the community and that's definitely what they wanted to do. They wanted to give something to the community. They'd made their wealth. They'd done well. They'd, they'd you know, done, done well with gold or gold trading and wanted to give something back to the community and these are the results of that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, um, and there's a sense in here that there's... Um, been um, a real treasuring of knowledge mm. and a very archival nature um, of taking care of these books and um, it certainly makes you wonder in, I guess, in today's age about the difference between, you know, how books are cared for now and, mm. and will the things from our era be kept in such great stead in 150 years' yeah. time like these things Be are. Be treasured. And I think mm. that's one of the things that not only Amy Salamanas, who's the current curator, but also the, the the heaps of volunteers that work here. You've seen the volunteers coming in and out today, yes, Taz. Yes, absolutely, like, yeah. You know, these people that, you know, look after these objects and, and treasure them and, and really have a really deep understanding of their value to themselves personally but also to the to the community they can see that you know this building and and the treasures within it are going to become more and more important as time goes on and i really admire amy for the work that she's doing you know she works away quietly on really you know important work that's about um about treasuring heritage and and the importance of the community so I see a direct link between what she's doing and what the original founders of the Ballarat Mechanics Institute were doing and of course all the volunteers that work here as well tirelessly Mm. as you know you know how hard the the 
the volunteers in Ballarat work in our cultural and other institutions. Lots and lots of hours and, you know, often not not acknowledged hours go into looking after these places. No doubt about it. It's, mm. it's a workforce. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And um, I guess... You mentioned before about the uh, actual building that we're in and when we look around this building, it's I don't know whether it's beyond a coincidence that the, the ceiling, the vaulted ceiling in this room directly relates to or, or almost references your work in many ways. Mm. And um, we look at the beautiful ornate ceiling um, and its decorative nature, mm. and it's really interesting that you've been uh, incorporating technology into your work through your hand drawings and then using almost like a kaleidoscopic image um, to repeat your yeah. images. And, and the negative space that happens in those is uh, a really wonderful thing, and it really makes me think of the, the shapes of the windows here, and I wonder if... Um, if that's going to be referenced in any way into your future work or, mm. you know, is this all parts of information that you're pondering into the future? Well, I suppose, you know, you know the, the shapes and the, uh, you know, we're looking up to that beautiful atrium at the moment and looking at all the beautiful decorative elements of the ceiling. You know, when I, any building I go to, especially an older heritage building, I often will look at the ceiling and see the beautiful patterns. And they're the, those kind of things, they, they sort of imprint on my memory. Um, and, yeah, they, 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 the, the shapes, you know, organic shapes come out a lot in my work and, um, yeah, they definitely have an influence on me. If I see a new shape or a new decoration, I'll probably photograph it and add it to my little collection and... Yeah, those beautiful mm. organic shapes definitely inform my work. But I was just telling somebody recently that I was, um, you know, born and raised in country Victoria. You know, we, my family lived in a really old farmhouse up there and, you know, one of those houses that had the beautiful old press metal oh, walls yes. and ceilings. Yep. And as kids, you know, we used to, on hot days like today, we used to lie in the lounge room and look up at the ceiling and just stare at the beautiful Art Nouveau yeah. imprints. It was mm. just like an activity for yes. us, you know, like looking at the oh, beautiful how times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we'd like you know we'd line up. There were a few of us in the family, and we'd line up lying on the floor, and we'd look for. Um, look for mistakes in the oh, in the patterns really? so it's yeah. something that I've always mm. looked at and that mm. I've always kind of appreciated I think and that mm. I've always done you yeah. know looked up into ceilings yeah. and it's actually yeah. I can relate to that not so much with press metal but with um plaster ceiling um yeah, those beautiful those cornices. cornices and, in yeah. Sydney in, in, mm. at my dad's place in Marrickville. Yeah. yeah and hot summer days. And I know, think, yeah, looking you, up. I think yeah. you sort of forget sometimes that those kind of um, experiences you have as a child probably have more influence on you. They go into your sort of your sort of cultural and, you know, creative memory, I think. Yeah. 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 It, certainly childhood just has such a massive impact on the rest of your yeah. life. Yeah. 
yeah. in in a huge way. But also getting back to that idea of beauty mm. and you know what we're surrounded by here in the reading room. Those you know to look at a bookshelf. You know, for some people like me, it's a beautiful thing. And I know a lot of people. I've posted a few images on Instagram of some of these bookshelves and people love it. Oh, yeah. There's something. It's not just the way it looks. It's what it means as well, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That idea of bettering yourself or reading a book or, or, um, you know, taking that time to sit and read a book or something like that. And just looking at the exquisite leather-bound covers of these books, you just know that, you know, every single one of them, I'm sure, is just a treasure. Mm. And they all look like the kind of books that in the middle of the book they'll have illustrated Mm. pages Mm. or some gorgeous photos in them. Yeah. And... um, you know, they, they were a certain era, that's for sure. Yeah. And isn't books. it amazing mm. to think that, you know, more than 150 years ago, you know, a whole other generation was reading and appreciating these books? Mm. It's really amazing, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so through your artist residency program here, you've got some community days planned? We do, yes. Um, We've got one coming up on February the 2nd and there's another one on March the 2nd as well. Um, Yeah, so the the Ballarat Mechanics Institute and the reading room will be open to the public and Amy's going to be doing tours of her Talking Shop exhibition and I'll be running some... um, you know, little creative um, workshops and things here as well. So it's open to all adults, families, individuals. Um, I'll be working on creating an artefact as part of my residency that people can contribute to. And, um, yeah, there'll also be just little sort of um, uh, workshops where, you know, kids can take away little things that they make as well. So that's what I'm doing here today in amongst all of this paper, getting ready for the first workshop um, that's coming up very soon. Sensational, yeah. Pauline. Well, I know mm. you have a cult following, <laughs> so um, I'm sure it'd be wonderful to engage even more people in the community with uh, your drawing workshops. And also um, it will be wonderful to follow you on Facebook mm. uh, through Pod Design yeah. and um, see the results of your artist in residency with the artefact um, and also uh, how it's all going as well. So thank you very much for talking to Art Matters. My absolute pleasure. Come back again. I will. <laughs> I'll be a regular, that's for sure. Thanks again, Pauline. Thanks, Taz.